Brought to you by Feitner Productions. From the Beyond Unreasonable Doubt Studios, in association with Feitner Productions, it's Lay Down the Law! With your host, Billy DeClerc. Hey, that's me. Yeah, that's right, Billy. That's you. (sighs) Featuring Greenberry Lucas, Lauren Michaels, and Curtis Rutherford. Only a madman would dare to bring these people together to build a world of law and order, only to tear it apart with laughter. That madman is attorney Billy DeClerc. The result is a podcast blasted to the farthest reaches of the internet. That podcast is this one, and it starts right now. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, Earmark Edition, the law and comedy podcast hosted by me. I'm Billy DeClerc, and I'm what you get when you cross Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas with comedian Lily Tomlin. Uh, One ringy-dingy, Ginny's on the line. If you don't know that reference, you're too young. Um, All right, I'd like to introduce my guest. First, a returning guest. He's a writer, improviser, and host of the hit podcast, Improv Beat by Beat. His writing can be found on McSweeney's and also on Twitter, like a lot. Uh, He's a member of Megaplex, the improvised movie. Fluffy and Ghost, he's part of the steering committee for the comedy co-op. The Comedy Co-op is a performer-led cooperative in Los Angeles that believes that live comedy should be accessible, affordable, and adaptive to all people, regardless of race, gender, sexuality, size, age, ethnicity, or ability. How cool. He is the one, Curtis Rutherford. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, uh, Curtis. Thank you very much. Welcome back, another returning guest. She's an actress, comedian, and writer. You can see her perform stand-up at the Hollywood Improv Lab and catch her latest song parodies and sketches on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, and yeah. all other social media platforms that haven't been invented yet. Please yes. welcome the hilarious and very talented Greenberry Lucas. Hi there. Welcome back. <laughs> and finally, we're... Pleased to welcome back an actor and comedian who enjoys writing while riding a bicycle. Even though she's from Dayton, Ohio, she studied theater at the Stella Adler Studio and mastered making mistakes in New York. We're going to talk about New York in a minute. So that she could share her gifts as a standardized patient in Pittsburgh, influencing and impacting doctors to be, and you're welcome, doctors and patients in Pittsburgh. She enjoys camping and cross-country driving trips which led her to discover that Los Angeles, California is her natural home. She performs stand-up <laughs> comedy weekly while procrastinating on other pursuits. Welcome back to the podcast. Once again, Ms. Lauren Michaels. Woo-hoo! Thank right. you. Pleasure to Thank you. I'm thrilled to have you all back on the podcast. But first, before we get into it, a word from our sponsor. Insert advertisement here. And we're back. Are we ready to get into it? <laughs> but first, I have to buy that product. I know. Yes. Actually, I saw, um, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Love It or Leave It on Crooked Media. And so I went and saw the live recording last night. And it was great to see it like with no commercials. He'd be like, well, after this, we'll talk about such and such. And we're back. And I'm like, wow, that's a very short period of time. I'm like, okay. Okay. No, 
Nothing for ZipRecruiter right now. Okay. <laughs> so this is a case that comes out of New York. Not realizing I invited three people with strong New York connections. Yes. Uh, Lauren, NYU. Curtis, I know UCB New York. And Kristen, you lived in New York or grew up in New York? Yeah. Yeah. I, I studied at UCB in the pit in New York. And I did. it was in a theater company. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lived there. I lived in a lot of different places there, but yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I have never lived in New York. Uh, the one uh, one time I uh, drove there from Washington, D.C. and saw Phantom of the Opera and then drove back to Washington, D.C. Nice. Um, but that's pretty much it for me. So you'll have to fill me in on the New York oriented thing. Everything I know about New York is from movies. <laughs> it's just like that. By the way, the like four hour drive from New York to DC, were you just like thinking then about like this? I saw Phantom. Uh -huh. It was like, like a long drive to just like, digest like, Phantom. Really let it soak in. You know, it's actually the thing that people don't realize about Phantom of the Opera is it's really, really layered. So you have like, there's like different, <laughs> there's like, just, it's, it's, it's complexity. It's almost like, like, um, you know, like Dylan Thomas levels of just poet, poetry. So, so subtle. It's so subtle. And yet there's so much to it. Um, you know, what is the music of the night? Isn't that really a metaphor for the human condition? <laughs> the music's great. Uh, you know, my niece saw it and God love the youth because she said, why does she like him? Didn't he just kill somebody? <laughs> yeah. A good point. The new like, gener the yeah, younger generation. Yeah. So, you know. These love stories don't hit them. <laughs> I've seen it and I do not remember any murders. So <laughs> uh, there's how... multiple murders. That's the kind of the, that's sort of the phantoms thing. That's kind yeah, of like, he's like yeah. very sexy about the murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, since we got on Phantom of the Opera. So when I was in uh, in middle school, you know, my parents, I was really into theater. My parents knew that there was this show Phantom of the Opera that was really popular and it was, we were in the Bay Area. And so um, I don't know, maybe it was touring at that point in time, but my parents decided they, they found tickets really cheap and they took us to see the Phantom of the Opera by Ken Hill. The Ken Hill Phantom of the Opera, which involved literal opera and a retelling of the story, which was 100% driven by people like my parents who didn't know the difference between Andrew Lloyd Webber and Ken Hill. So we're like, I don't think this is the same thing. <laughs> and that's literally how I said it because my voice hadn't changed at the time. <laughs> this is the same thing. <laughs> and my dad's like, well, there sure was a lot of singing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sounded like opera to me. <laughs> I love that even Phantom of the Opera has like, we're the original famous rays, like, you know, like one letter off, like we're Pycrosoft soft. <laughs> they really tried to just like get in the, the rubes. Exactly. Yep. Well, we were the rubes, that's for sure. Um, so uh, this, this case is a case from 1966. Wow. It was a good year. Yeah. Walkowski versus Carlton. Well, this is that like Warhol, New York year. Right? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, these are the, the go-go years. Oh yeah, high boots, short skirts, a lot of dancing. You know, my entire knowledge of the '60s comes from watching episodes of Laugh-In. 
By the way. The little like the little windows. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think they did do that. I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Billy, the more you talk, the more you're like cable guy. Like all of your experiences are like guided by movie <laughs> television. <laughs> I, I pretty much don't leave my uh, little basement down here. Just everything I know. Basement Billy. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'm just tying it together with the Lily Tomlin reference up top because I do believe that Ernestine Tomlin was a laughing character. So John Wolkowski was injured by a taxi cab. What? Yes, severely so injured. So was I. Oh, I wasn't oh, severely injured. Well, tell, tell us about your taxi cab industry. We're going to talk about uh, Greenberry's taxi cab injury. And how that relates to this case. Go ahead. Okay. How does it? Okay. So I was just walking across the crosswalk, minding my own, and uh, a cab hit me. It was going pretty slow. So I didn't like fly into the air. I think it was like all things considered very, very not bad. I got hit. It spun me around. The cab like stopped on my foot, just like pulled, just like parked on my foot. And then like, uh, it was, I felt like there was a very quick response time from the uh, fire department and, uh, no bones were broken, but it was, a, it was, a, it was a terrifying time. People were the people on the street. They were giving me a lot of attention. So if you're looking to be a star in New York city, just, just walk slow in a crosswalk and you, and you might get uh, your fandom. I just think that. That's, that's, probably what, <laughs> that's what Wolkowski was after, actually. So uh, how much money did you end up getting? Uh, I it, The settlement, I think, was uh, like 5000 It wasn't a lot. Wow. $5,000. Yeah. And now- uh, Is that a lot, Lauren? How old well, are you? It's more than I got. Oh, <laughs> wait, okay, wait well, you've been hit by a cab too? Yes. <laughs> what the hell? Yes. Oh, oh my God, God. I'm this. When you were in the crosswalk, was your cab making a- a left turn <laughs> yes that's what my cab was doing i was also right away in the crosswalk it was making a left turn it, it rolled over my foot and i slammed on the hood and i was like what the? um and, oh, then I wow. pulled over and he pulled over i made him stop and then um yeah like the bomb on the corner grabbed like five cops in half a second and before wow. i knew it i was like wiggling my toes in front of these cops and they were like uh, you know uh, the foot spreads you know it's happened to me too the foot it, it spreads it spreads? I was like well you think I need to get an ambulance and they're like well you got insurance and I was like no and they're like well you don't want to pay for that it spreads they'll drive you and what? the guy drove me to the party I was going to and that was it no, you got screwed. You First got of all, zero? what a spreads? What a spreads? Yeah, what mean? does this mean? The foot spreads? The foot, the, the foot spreads. Like, oh, <laughs> like it's like, like if you do a lot of yoga, you know, your toes get further and like, further apart. You know, it, it gets squished under something and uh, the bones, they spread apart, but they come back. It's like a pancake. <laughs> like, a like a pancake. pancake. Like a car. It's like a Looney Tunes doctor. Yeah. Because <laughs> also they're describing the injury, not the recovery. Like saying yeah. the foot spreads is like, yes, I know there was a taxi on it. Yeah. You're supposed to say the foot returns to long. <laughs> That's my worry. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for here. Returning yeah. healing. Mm-hmm. The other thing, Laura. reveal my pancake foot that never came back. <laughs> yes, you have this like floppy, floppy giant paper foot. I noticed that. Now I know. Yeah, why. yeah. She <laughs> always gets picked a... first for soccer. Go ahead, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lauren. There's no fall insurance. 
so they did not understand like you should have been able to get I didn't have insurance either and that's a terrifying feeling Man. so yeah yeah you you should have been treated <laughs> yeah and um actually insurance comes into play in uh Wachowski versus Carlton the reason <laughs> insurance does come in so um so Curtis, have you been hit by a cab? I have never been run over, but I have been hit by a cab probably a couple times while riding like city bikes in New York. Ooh, like, oh, city bikes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. And and did you get a pancake foot? I got no pancake <laughs> foot. I got into yelling matches with people with, you know, people who had just tried to murder me and whose, you know, feeling about almost murdering another human being was, well, you shouldn't have been riding your bike in the bike lane. <laughs> you know, just classic difference of opinion you know wow i could not have planned this better if i could have hand selected a guests for this particular case i couldn't have done a better job unless like all of the improvisers i know have been hit by cabs universal experience um, i mean anyone from new york yes i think yeah, like maybe, on your way yeah. to your first new york your first improv class you're generally yes. hit <laughs> Buy a cab. That's the warm-ups. Everybody say your name and how long ago it's been since you've been hit by a cab. <laughs> I have the sign on my wall. Days being hit by a cab. Oh, back to zero, zero again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we don't get to find out how badly Walkowski was hurt. But um, oh. it's serious enough. Um, yeah, it's a thing about, you know, law school textbooks. We never really care about how bad the injuries are because there's some uh, some abstruse point of law we need to examine that doesn't have anything to do with the injury. So mm. we just take it for granted he was seriously injured. Um, okay. he was, the words in the case says he was run down by a taxi cab. Ooh. Okay. Run okay. down doesn't yeah, sound good. Those cars were heavier than I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It spreads. Yeah, these yeah. are the ones. These are the ones from the television show Taxi from the nineteen. Right. Oh, sure, yeah. Those are big. Those are big. They're yeah. big. years later. Run down feels like you know the Great Gatsby. Like when is it like Daisy hits a guy and like, like I imagine that I imagine like, like old, keeps going. Yeah, exactly. You are like, like yeah. Honk, honk, yeah. When I hear it, I think it's like it's kind of like this miracle where like it like bumps him and he falls over and they like he falls down, he runs down and the car just keeps going, but there's really nothing too crazy going on. Yeah. Like, the optimist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well the, the the abstract point of law, the reason why we're here has to do with the way that the taxi cab companies are structured in mm. order to avoid liability. The case was brought not just against the cab company that hit um, Walkowski, which was Sion Cab Corporation, but it was brought against the owner, a William Carlton. Oh. But they also tried to bring it against nine other corporations in which other taxi cabs were registered because each of the corporations owned only two taxi cabs and all of the individual corporations were owned by this William Carlton and two other guys. Oh, um, a little shifty fella. Yeah, so every corporation, two cabs, and mm -hmm. apparently you couldn't sue against the medallion because I guess there's a law that says you can't capture that asset as part of a, a judgment. So $10,000 minimum liability for each cab, that's the liability coverage that was required. And the cabs were all uh, mortgaged basically. So there was no value in any of the companies. 
So Walkowski's lawyers are saying, we need to have a good defendant. We got to sue all 10 cab companies. There's 20 different cabs, plus the owner of the garage, plus the owners of the companies. And they're basically, they call it a single network and a single enterprise. The idea was Carlton was the controlling shareholder of these 10 different corporations. They had no other assets. And so Carlton, because the minimum liability is that 10,000 per cab, basically has the bright idea of like, if I split it into nine companies, rather than holding 180,000, he just has to hold 20,000, 20,000, 20,000, 20,000. Right. So that and when he gets sued, so the it's maximum... like a Hydra type thing, right? Uh-huh, like you exactly. cut off one of my companies. Well, yeah. I've got eight other companies that are exactly. just fine. Oh, exactly. When you're saying Hydra, you're talking about like a, a monster. Yeah, multi-headed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like the Greek monster, all the like different snake heads. It's like, well, you cut off one head. That's fine. There's eight other heads. I've, I've got more heads. People. I got more heads. That's why them calves are running all over New York. Running all the New York is over. It's because people like Carlton. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Carlton's just, it's just, and it is, apparently it was kind of the norm to, to set up cab companies this way. Um, it wasn't oh, it seems unusual. like it didn't change too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So the idea was you, the most you could get if you got injured is $20,000 because the only asset with these was the minimum liability insurance. And you couldn't go against all of the different cab companies. And basically the point of the plaintiff was you're a giant cab company, you have all these different cabs and you're pretending to be a little small company in order to basically defraud the public. He says the same three guys were the stockholders, directors, and officers of all the corporations. All of the employees were all employees of the other companies. They were assigned interchangeably to the corporations. Basically, you know, you came in one day and they're like, you're driving cab number four. And like, but that's not a C on cab. They're like, that's fine. You're going to that one. That's the one that's available. And then the allegation was that the receipts, the expenses, the assets, and the properties were interchanged and intermingled by the defendants as their own, that they centrally purchased all their supplies, all the parts, all the oil, all the gas, and all the tires. They were all garaged in one place. And all the operations ah. of the properties were ma- operated, controlled, managed, maintained as a single entity, unit, and enterprise by the defendants. All Who the f- finds this stuff out, Billy? Well, these that's are- a lot of research to find, like, you know, somebody. Who, who is that? The- so procedurally, where we are in this yes. case is this is just the very beginning of the case. So these are just allegations in the complaint. So. Yeah. Because of the type of a, of, a, of a motion that we have here, it's an early motion, like a motion to dismiss, which means you can't sue me. Doesn't matter if everything they say is true, you can't sue me. So these are just mm. allegations. You have that are the process called discovery to go out and find out if it's true or do, you know, there's some investigation that can be done. Ah. Um, and this is where like in the movie version of it, you have the classic, the lawyers going through the paperwork and then yeah. goes, wait a minute, see on cabs. They have the same address as Siam cabs and Siop cabs and Siof cabs. Right. Yeah. And, you know, because the corporation addresses as public information, so it's pretty easy to put together that these are different things. And they could have alleged these things without knowing for sure that it's true. Or they might have known it by based on investigation. You know, they're going around in long trench coats and asking people questions. Um, Ah, always in the trench coat. That's right. And they so they borrowed... Uh, money for all the different corporations. And they're saying it was all mixed up. All the money was mixed up between all these different companies and basically said, the point is that this is a fraud on the public. You're mixing all these different corporations together. They're just structured this way in a way that you don't, so you don't have to pay if somebody gets hurt. We aren't for that. And we, 
And basically we should be able to sue all these other companies because otherwise the most we're going to get is $20,000. And John Walkowski was run down by a cab. It wasn't just his foot, you know, it was oh. something more serious. <laughs> so, Why not? Who yeah. knows? <laughs> so, so Carlton does a motion to dismiss and says, I'm not personally responsible for the Sion Cab Corporation. I'm just the mm. owner. Mm. And, and the trial court says yes and agrees. So Walkowski <gasps> appeals and the court of appeal, the middle level court reversed and said, no, Carlton can be sued actually yeah okay get him. reverse and then this goes up to the highest court um i think it's um i forget the name of the court the court of appeal i think is um i don't remember the name of the court in new york but it's the highest court in new york basically their supreme court of new york producer jeff here to set you straight the new york court system has three levels trial courts including the supreme courts the appellate divisions of the supreme court and the court of appeals and now back to our regularly scheduled program Court of Appeal reversed and said, nope, Carlton's out. You can't sue Carlton. You can sue Sion Cab. Maybe you can sue him if you allege certain things differently, but but basically he was out. So that's the basic part of the case. You can't sue Carlton. You can sue one of his cab companies. You can sue the one that was basically uh, responsible. When this, whatever, New York State Supreme Court or whoever mm -hmm. that is, the, yeah. high, the high court, when they reversed it, they were like, well, it's only because you didn't dot this I, right? There, it was like a very precise, you did this thing wrong. When the Supreme Court reinstated the trial court's ruling, well, they said a couple of things and I'll go through the reasoning now, oh, okay. but I was just telling you kind of the end result is they say, Carlton's out, you could go back and you could allege certain other things and maybe get Carlton back in, but not the other nine cab companies. This is um, dealing with really three different related legal doctrines. They're kind of all interrelated here. One is called enterprise liability, which is there are 10 individual corporations. Each one is a different company, company one, company two, company three. They're all registered as separate corporations. And the plaintiff wanted to treat them as one giant company. You can't just cordon something off as just one company. We can treat the whole thing together. And on that point, the idea of enterprise liability, um, New York Supreme Court said, no, you can't, these are separate corporations. You can't treat them all as one. Hmm. Hmm. Even though it's obviously shady. Mm -hmm. Even though it's obviously <laughs> shady. It kind of reeks of like some, I don't know, somebody. Mm, somebody might have paid off. Say something? Some, yeah. The uh. <laughs> cabs, I mean, all of the cabs, that's like a lot of power right mm -hmm. <laughs> well you know you That's can cab power there's direct way to bribe <laughs> there's and no there's then. Yeah. <laughs> you could just uh write the laws is one way to do it you just write the laws and then you don't have to bribe anybody you just write the laws in a way mm -hmm. that is favorable for you that's what lawyers do it's a classic pre-bribe 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 the second version is the law of agency. So the idea of agency is that when someone is an agent for someone else, they can be responsible for the thing their agent does. And so one theory would have been that Carlton was the agent of the Sion Cab Corporation that was sued mm -hmm. and could be liable under that theory. So he can't, so you you can be, so as a driver, you're liable for what the agent does or as a driver, your agent is liable for what you do. So you're Carlton. <laughs> so if I own Sion Cab Company, 
Uh-huh. And it has a driver and the yeah. driver's name is Bob and Bob's <laughs> driving the cab. Yeah. Okay. And Bob runs you down and you sue Bob, the driver. Yeah. And then you sue the company that mm -hmm. owns the cab because it, because Bob is acting as an agent for the Sion cab company. Oh, Bob's the agent. Bob's not Carlton. The, Bob is the driver. Okay. He's the agent of the corporation. Carlton, maybe he could have been. It depends on the facts. But the okay. idea is the basic idea of agency is when one person acts on behalf of another. Okay. So person, Bob's acting on behalf of Carlton because it's Carlton's company. He's driving the car around. Okay. I'm, I'm right. Following. And so the Latin phrase for that is respondeat superior. Cool. Um, we love the Latin in the law, but basically that just means that you're responsible. It's vicarious liability. You're responsible vicariously for your employees acts. And then the third legal doctrine that's going on in this case is the idea of corporate veil piercing. So piercing the corporate veil means that we're going to disregard the corporate form and we're going to hold the individual owners of the corporation responsible. Okay, so it's a disregard of the corporate formality. The purpose of forming a corporation is limited liability. If you form a corporation, you have an LLC, let's say, and mm -hmm. the idea is the, if the LLC, let's say, signs a lease for a theater and you're going to open a theater and then the LLC doesn't pay the rent because the theater isn't making money. If you've done it as an LLC and the LLC doesn't pay the rent, then the landlord can only sue the LLC. They can't sue you as the owner of the LLC unless you sign something else promising that you would. But if the company doesn't do it, you're not as the owner of the company responsible. So if you uh, have a lawsuit against Microsoft, you don't necessarily get to sue Bill Gates. Okay. Okay. Mm, right, right. Okay. <laughs> that's called, so it's called corporate veil piercing. And in some situations, the courts will let you disregard the corporation. So in my LLC example, if uh, Greenberry Lucas LLC only has one owner and basically Greenberry is, you know, using the money to also pay for uh, Greenberry's dry cleaning and yes. cat food and mm -hmm. everything. And basically it's just an extension. It's your alter ego. It's the other you. It's the other. I don't self. have a cat. So I'm eating the cat food. It's <laughs> crazy. Eating the cat. It's fine. It's crazy. Um, so, so that's the situation. You're going to pierce the corporate veil. And so the owner of the corporation is going to be responsible for the corporate liability. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. We're getting into some layers here. So these are all the different doctrines going on in this case. And the point, so because they've sued the Sion cab company, which was the owner of the actual cab that actually hit Walkowski, and then Carlton, who's the owner of the cab company. So that's a piercing, a veil piercing theory, right? That you're the mm -hmm. owner of this cab company. Um, and so you're personally responsible for what uh, this cab company did. And then the enterprise liability, also the other nine cab companies that you also own, they're all part of one giant enterprise and we're going to hold them all responsible. Follow? <laughs> oh, totally. Uh -huh. I get, I'm getting every bit of this. It all makes sense. And Are you I, sure? I'm when people get really quiet. <laughs> people, sometimes my guests get really quiet and I'm like, okay, I think I've lost them. Awesome. I'm so stuck on the, the purpose of corporation is limited liability. I, oh, I'm okay. thinking about my cat food dinner. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm like really <laughs> thinking about like, and that's why we have so many problems. Uh -huh. <laughs> the right. world is a messed up place. Mm -hmm. right. yep. I could start a new Enron. 
bankrupt everybody and go sorry that was that was enron too that wasn't curtis yeah. mm-hmm. as long as you don't buy cat food for as your long as i don't buy cat food <laughs> yep yeah i mean there's a whole other diatribe about limited liability of corporations and things like that that you, we could uh, definitely get into about policy issues and actually this case does get into some policy issues because this whole oh, no. point is right what the underlying policy issue is, you got a guy who got run down by a cab and the most money he can get is $20,000 because they set this company up in such a way that he's not going to get bupkis. Which I realize now that he really, do you say Wilkowski is a woman or a man or does it matter? John doesn't Wilkowski. Matter. They, 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 John, Wilkowski, they. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Wilkowski, they got, I'm realizing they, they must be pretty badly injured because 20,000 in the 60s is a lot more than it is now. And Mm-hmm. Uh, I was happy with my tiny little payout. So, yeah. I, so this person probably had a lot of medical bills and stuff that they were like, at least trying to at least get that part. I think so. And the, the, the insurance question is kind of a, a big part of the dissent. There's also a dissent, by the way. Do we know how old this guy was? Does it say John who got hit? Let me see. <laughs> AJ, nothing but a number, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to know how much is he like, he was going to have a basketball career, but then, oh um, yeah, that matters. That matters. Yeah. They, they talked about that. I was going to have a basketball career. <laughs> I know you're stuck in a basement eating cat food. <laughs> we My don't know. Theater company. We Doesn't don't say. know. We don't know what his injuries were. We don't okay. know how, how bad it was. We don't know. Um, we, know he's married. we don't know if he's married. <laughs> we don't know where he Could was he injured. Could he perform sexually afterwards? We have a lot we of don't questions know. about Yeah, I mean, there, <laughs> we have to. Uh, I even checked the Wikipedia article. No Wikipedia coverage on this one. It's just he's just a a schlub who got nothing. <laughs> That's kind of the setup for for the case. Corporations limited liability. We understand about that, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. the law is designed to protect these big old conglomerations. Yeah, and if you set your stuff up right, you can totally avoid liability. That's the idea. Okay, help me out, Billy. Give me some of this LLC. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Robin Hood them. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I just use them to my advantage. <laughs> and I write them to my advantage. <laughs> and, I do write them. Right. And, uh, and I actually am the one who makes the rules. Yeah. Uh. Actually, the, the biggest example of, of uh, how lawyers write the rules to their own benefit, the statute of limitations to sue a lawyer for malpractice is only one year. So everything else is two, three, four wow. years. But if you don't sue your lawyer within one year, wow. you're done. You are like, out of luck. It's like, uh, yeah, they made their own prenup. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> made their own prenup. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't like this? You better like, know. It, by the time you realize this could have gone better, it'll be too, <laughs> too late. late. It's too late. <laughs> but get this, this, the statute of limitations for the lawyer to collect his or her fee is four years. Uh-huh. 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 So, well, lawyers are busy. Yeah. They no, need more time. <laughs> need more time. So guess how many days you wait to sue your client if they don't pay the bill? Zero. 366 days after you stop representing them. Because then they can't, they sue, can't sue you. you. You can sue them. Oh, for, but you can sue I just them. I got the math on that. Numbers are hard. And they are. Well, I guess in a leap year, that would be inaccurate. So 
367. Like, the classic Pirates of Penzance <laughs> lawyer problem. They sue in a leap year and then they get yeah. they <laughs> sue <it> back. <laughs> Boy, I thought I was going deep cuts on referring to laughing. Pirates of Penzance take a whole other level, man. Isn't that the whole isn't that the whole thing of that? I'm trying to remember. Isn't it like, oh, I'm only four years old because I was born on a leap I year? I think that could be I right. Feel like that's that probably was... right. We're gonna I say know that's a leap right. year guy. Yeah, that's that's a, their pride and joy to be like, I turned two. <laughs> <laughs> Which get a new thing. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> That's the equivalent of like the person who in, uh, in December each school year would go, see you in a year. Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Did y'all have anyone in your classes that celebrated half birthdays? Oh, that was me. Uh, oh, yeah? <laughs> don't, we, don't we still? Because I, I had a summer birthday, so all I got was the half birthday. Yeah, that that's what this kid that's what this kid did. I was like, wow, that, that this is like that to me was like a special kind of parental love. I was a summer kid and it was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I got a cake. You get half a piece of cake on your half birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you get half a song. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on yeah. all right we're done <laughs> like what the hell sorry all you got is three and a half bars that's what you got lauren did you yeah. your parents bring snacks for your birthday your uh, birthday? yeah yeah i think also the half birthday was like a a, a countdown knowing like the next one's <laughs> you're coming close to it yeah less than this many days yeah <laughs> but I, I also yeah i had to bring like uh snacks um i brought dreidels at hanukkah to soften the the blow of being a minority mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. the dreidels well, that's the minority of uh being in a summer birthday right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only a quarter of the population. <laughs> <All right. laughs> the, the summer birthday. <laughs> well, and yeah. also, you know, like school year summer and summer summer don't exactly line up. So you could be a summer birthday and you could be born in the part of the summer that coincides with the school year. Um, and you know, oh. you feel okay. Oh August, I guess. August kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm end of August. And so depending on which school district I was at, because we moved around right. a bunch, sometimes I would have ah. my birthday at school, sometimes not at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I really got to experience both, both the pain and yes. the joy okay. of the school Great. and the summer birthday. You understand both Lauren and I. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lauren very well loved me. <laughs> Only I can bridge this yes, gap and you. communicate. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so the so the idea is it was uh, so agency, right? Agency, so, yeah. Sorry. A- agency. The the driver is working as an agent for the corporation, right. so you can sue the corporation based on the actions of whoever this driver was, who we don't even know his name, right? No. Did we? Uh, the driver was. Bob. I think the driver was sued, but we're just calling him Bob. Bob's a small, Bob, great. small so Bob, Bob was sued, but Bob is just the agent. So we're suing the corp- corporation. Right. And that everybody is fine with every court was like, yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. Right. You, okay, yeah. Great. You can sue the company but, that, you know, that, that the person works for. Yeah. But then the corporate veil piercing part is where they like, or that's like what they were going for with, with this lawsuit. That's what the, 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 the 
people suing mm-hmm. the company was going for. Yeah. And then some of the courts were like, well, you can't actually pierce this veil. This veil is too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you kind of imagine it like like a family tree, if you have Carlton kind of at the top of the family tree and then he's got 10 children. And the idea is corporate veil piercing is you can reach Carlton. He's the papa, but you can't reach the siblings. So, and also to be clear in this metaphor, mm-hmm. also Carlton is all of his own children just wearing, I assume, kitty exactly. <laughs> like he's, Carlton is both the papa hats, and right? all of the siblings. Yeah, and all the children. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is this company now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm Carlton Jr. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So the enterprise liability piece, the court says there's no, you cannot do that. You can't sue different corporations just because they have the same owner. Sometimes it's called reverse veil piercing. Veil piercing being you're looking behind the corporate veil to the stockholder or the owner. So, uh, you know, Greenberry Lucas LLC is owned by Greenberry Lucas. We're going to sue Greenberry Lucas LLC. And we say Greenberry Lucas treats Greenberry Lucas LLC as her personal plaything, And we're going to go right past it because Greenberry Lucas has all that money and Greenberry Lucas LLC has got bupkis. But reverse veil piercing, as we say, we've been harmed by Greenberry Lucas LLC. We're going to sue Greenberry Lucas. And Greenberry Lucas no. also owns. What, what else does Greenberry Lucas own? A uh, uh, bunch of peanut butter stocks. Yeah. Bunch of peanut butter stocks, LLC. It's the other company that Greenberry <laughs> Lucas owns. We're not going to sue a bunch of peanut butter stocks, LLC, because it's a sibling. It's another corporation. It's a, corp- it's it's a, a bunch sibling. of cans. Bunch of empty cans. Oh, the highly valuable cans. And in this in this scenario, we really need those cans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so in that situation, this is basically like, well, you looked behind the Wizard of Oz's curtain right. and the court is like, nope, can't look- ignore, uh, shut that curtain back, mm-hmm. ignore the man behind the exactly. curtain. Exactly. Uh, you that can't see the man behind company. the curtain. Right. Just sue the big head. You can only <laughs> sue the big head. You can't man sue behind the, the curtain. Guy. Exactly. Big head, not the tiny head. <laughs> it's the classic case of big head versus tiny guy. Yeah. So true. That is so true. Listen to Laying Down the Law, season one, episode 400 for <laughs> big head versus tiny guy. Exactly. And if we could go back to that Hydra, it's a variation of sizes of heads. <laughs> right. All right. And the court says, look, if you think this is a problem, then you need to go to the legislature to fix it. Right. The legislature allows cab companies to set it up this way and they allow this minimum liability insurance. And if you think insurance ought to be better then go get the legislature to change the laws, we're not in the business of changing the law. However, they do throw a bone to Walkowski and they say this not to say it's impossible for the plaintiff to sue Carlton. He just failed to do so here. Hint, hint. Right. And he says this is not a case of simple agency simple agency being like an employment situation, but it's actually fraud. It's a fraud analysis. Mm -hmm. And so the complaint alleges that the separate corporations were undercapitalized and their assets are intermingled, meaning each corporation had very little money and they're just mixing the money back and forth. It doesn't have anything particular to say that Carlton and his associates were actually doing business as individuals and shuttling their personal funds in and out of the corporations. So that's really the difference that alter ego, when you're looking at the owner of the corporation, it's, are they using the corporation as their personal plaything? The cat food. Okay. The proof is in Greenberry's buying cat food, that's (laughs) fraud. But if she's just using that money for 
uh, what was it? Cans of peanut yes. butter LLC. Right. <laughs> and that's fine. She can move all that money between those two mm-hmm. and, and we can't sue her. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But as soon as she takes out some money and buys that sweet, sweet whiskers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fancy Risky whiskers. That's right. Risky whiskers. Fancy. That's, exactly. that's exactly it. And basically they say, you know, he didn't do it, but he could potentially go back and amend the complaint, amend is to fix it or redo it, and could potentially sue Carlton if they can allege that specifically Carlton has taken money out of the corporation. So all you got to find, and I guarantee you, you can find that easy, easy. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> right? Yeah. right. The dissent basically <laughs> says this is bogus. What's a dissent? A dissent is when you have an appellate court, usually there are a number of judges. So okay. the United States Supreme Court has nine justices, for example, okay. usually. A lot of courts of appeal might have three justices. And so what happens is if the majority of the justices want to go one way on a case and another judge wants to go a different way, they disagree with the finding, they can write their own opinion and that's called a dissent. And like the dissent it. explains why I disagree. Cool. A lot of times, particularly when you're talking about the United States Supreme Court, as the law changes and evolves over time, the dissents become what the opinion is. And then sometimes the opinion becomes the dissent because the court is political and the appointees are political and the political mm. winds shift and people's values change over time. And so- absolutely. Um, so sometimes precedent gets reversed in the Supreme Court. Based on that dissent. Well, not necessarily oh. based on the dissent, but the dissent <laughs> okay. might have the trail of breadcrumbs, so to speak. Okay. Right. What the reasoning eventually would be. And it's really written to say, this is why I think the majority is wrong. And it doesn't have like, you couldn't use that dissent in a court of law to prove that you're right. They're just doing it so that, well, hopefully if the law changes, I've already said Mm -hmm. what I think will be the right thing. Right. And and it it does have, I think the idea is that, you know, in a case like this, where you could kind of argue the results wrong, that it's not right. Like it doesn't really make, it doesn't seem right that you should be able to structure your company so that it's impossible for someone to ever recover more than $20,000, no matter how badly they're injured. That seems like it should be wrong. And here are the reasons why, and here's the legal reasons why I think that's wrong. Because a lot of times, you know, legal reasoning is just a way of dressing up what we think anyway, sort of Mm -hmm. like using our argument skills to prove something we believed beforehand. Our biases. Exactly. Um, (laughs) And so he basically says, under the circumstances of this case, the shareholders should all be individually liable to the plaintiff for the injuries he suffered. The reason is that he says a participating shareholder of a corporation that's vested with a public interest. So here you're talking about cab company, right? They have a public interest in safety that's organized with insufficient capital to meet the liabilities, which are certain to arise in the ordinary course of the corporation's business, which I will point out, I had no knowledge that all three of my guests would show up saying, having been hit by a cab, and in <laughs> Curtis's case, several times. <laughs> so, so we can say to a certainty that, that these liabilities will occur in the ordinary yeah. course of a taxi cab business. Back. He said, I think the rule should be, when you do that, you're personally responsible. You set up a company Dang. that has no money and that company's going around hitting people, then you're on the hook for whatever damages it costs. Judge Keating, the dissenting judge, was outvoted and he was the only one. There were 
one, two, three, four, five <laughs> other justices or judges that vote, voted the other way. One, oh, two, he said five that the, judges. He said that they basically he didn't think that the legislature's idea was to allow this to happen. This is just um, some clever gamesmanship by the cab company. Oh, yeah, we know we know what's going on. That that uh, Carlton cab company is a real bunch of scoundrels. This is what's going on. They're running people over. Mm-hmm. And it's just been happening since the 60s and it happens today. And I'm sure he's still a lot. They're still alive and still running people over. Mm-hmm. Probably even more so. I mean, after this <laughs> decision, so. you know, they're like, they're like, why are we only have, why yeah. are we having two cabs what? per company? Why not just yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. Why not half a cab? Yeah. You can only see the front half of my head. Yeah. Sorry, the back. I backed yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. That that math tracks if it's a five thousand dollar payout. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty Each much wheel it. Is one company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is, you know, it, it does raise some interesting policy questions. When you think about corporations, if you can shield liability in that way, you could do some really bad stuff. And you're like, well, that's in a corporation. We're not responsible for whatever yeah. happens in that part of a corporation. So it incentivizes companies to put their riskiest operations into a, a shell company or into some kind of a small subsidiary so that the other parts of the entity are safe. Ooh. So they get sued for, I don't know, having toxic chemicals and baby powder or something like that. They're like, well, we're going to mm. bankrupt that company. The rest of us is fine. Yeah. Right. Johnson and Johnson is fine. You want to sue Johnson, Johnson, and Johnson. Who owns all the <laughs> exactly. You want the three Johnsons. Johnson, <laughs> Johnson, Johnson. Yeah, Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's different. <laughs> right, right. Actually, a few episodes ago, we did a really interesting thing about the Johnson and Johnson heir. Seward Johnson, who was a pretty crazy philandering guy and left a lot of money to his young wife and cut all his kids out of his will. Wow. That's a different episode, though. <laughs> yep. Yes. So, how, do I get, how do I get this uh, Johnson & Johnson, Carlton Cabba, LLC, uh, Shields, and uh, Lifestyle? Uh, that's what I need to know. <laughs> If you have a lot of money and you want to protect it from liability, you go uh, hire a lawyer, say, I want to make sure that nobody can ever take a buck from me. <laughs> yeah. like, well, that'll cost you plenty in fees. That's fine. I'll pay you. Uh, yeah, I have right. nothing to lose. I have. I don't want to much. pay the people I hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay anything to avoid responsibility. My fees will be $5 million. That's fine. I won't pay a penny to anyone else. As long as I don't have to help other people. Exactly. These every men walking around the streets in New York City, I want to run them down and not hand them over a dime, I say. <laughs> well, when we come back, we're going to do a little improv. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, all right. Good. Insert advertisement here. And we're back. I got to catch my breath. Uh, excuse, excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, John, as, as my lawyer, you've been very, very good. I really, I, I generally appreciate what you do. I know you do. Um, it's, it's just that uh, I was just looking back over the contracts mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, um, I don't know, I, I, you know, it, what it seems is, well, like, let's see, like right here, right? It says um, uh, that I owe you the normal amount. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then it says that also that you can slap me anytime you want. That's right. right? And I thought, yeah, that's right. I, ow, 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 stop. Okay, so, yeah. so uh-huh. I thought that's illegal, right? So I went down to the courthouse and I, and I looked it up. And it turns out that, John, you wrote a law that says that you can slap me. That's true. <laughs> okay, so could 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 you not write that that law? I guess is my first question. And also, like, you got a law passed just so you could slap me? Listen, if you want to file an anti-slap lawsuit, that's got to do with the First Amendment. Forget about that. I'll talk to you about anti-slap that a, later. That's a lawyer joke. Sorry, I'm. That's a lawyer that joke. I, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> Ask Johnny Depp I'm about sorry. it. Forget it. Ooh. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I figure if I'm going to write my contracts, I might as well write the laws. It's really not that different. The law is a contract <laughs> between me and the rest of society. <laughs> Why were you slapping me all the entire time you were explaining? Stop it. Ow. Could you? Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Feels so good. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Also, could I just ask about the no flinching law? Right, right. Well, I just don't want you to be a little baby. Well, I'm, I'm not a little baby. I'm a man going through a divorce. That's why I hired you. Right, right. You're a man who acts like a little baby. Ow! Stop flinching! Slap me on the behind. Stop slapping. Okay, at least slap me in the face. No more slapping me on the butt. I feel too much like a baby if you slap me on the butt. Okay, I don't care what the law says. All right, I'm gonna have to write a law about that too. <clears throat> Oh my, oh my, as he's writing the law, I can see the words in the sky <laughs> imprinted. Oh my, uh, what is happening? This is like, I was going to say Stranger with fic- Stranger Than Fiction, the Will Ferrell movie. It, Doesn't that happen? Well, everything I do is based on a movie, as you know. I'm actually, I realized I'm thinking of the movie Delirious with John Candy, where he writes his own, uh-huh. he's, a, he's a mystery writer well, and he writes- Could you own. possibly- Ow! Ah, you slapped me right in the oh, nose. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Could you possibly imagine imagine me in a movie that has me with more money? Like, um, I don't know, The Great Gatsby or something? I mean, you know, it's, I, I it's since we're constructing this reality based upon your imagination, I'd really appreciate it <laughs> if you could- Give me some of the things that I want in this imaginary world. I, I'm a cab driver, Bob. Just uh, typing on my typewriter here, putting some eyeliner on, uh, and, uh, eating my hoagie. But Bob, watch, watch, you're gonna hit that person. Um, it was a red light, Bob. I, I think you just blew through a red light. <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to drive? A backseat driver? I tell you what, these cabs, they're made to run folks over. That was like a speed bump. What do they weigh? 117 pounds? <laughs> Ran right through them. Oh, God. Um, I, you know, um, it, this ID back here says um, that you drive for uh, three different companies. Hey, listen, I'm not here to talk about all the companies that I drive through. I want to get to know you. You look like an interesting person. I'm writing a screenplay and I can see you like being a, a character. You could be like a, like a, oh yeah, so she's got this beautiful flowing locks of hair, her teeth, this beautiful smile. Oh my God, a smile melts my, like my, like my provolone on my sandwich is melting. I, I, I'm happy to be interviewed. I just, I wish you wouldn't type while you drive. Um, 
I want your I'm name. I'm a typewriter. What's your, what's your name, cutie pie? I don't use, I, I swear, I never, I never do this. I never do. Uh, really never do? Because I, I could have sworn you, you really have a charm about you. I thought, I thought you might do this to all the girls you pick up. Uh, I, I'm usually so focused on my, my craft here, my screenplay writing. I, I, I don't, I, I don't usually, you, no one catches my eye in the back there. You, you got an astute observation. You saw that I ran over a person. You're looking around at my, all my, uh, Wait, you just ran over a red light. Oh God. You know, red lights are a suggestion. Oh no, there's somebody's foot. It was a bicyclist. <laughs> Oh, oh, good. Because I thought I thought it was a, a freaking foot. They, they spread or whether they they flatten that. They what do the feet do? They do something. The bones they get they do something and they don't. Anyway, I'm gonna put that in my screen. But that's an interesting line. The bones do something and then they don't. Hey, 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 hey! What, hey, man, you hit me. You hit me. I need a dog. I need a doctor now. You see why I Wait, never stop at red lights? This guy biked right up to the window. Listen, I no, you hit me. You hit me. I need a doc. Are you a doctor? You're also a you're typing, you're driving a cab. You've got, yeah, you've got I also have up. a stethoscope because I, you know, how much med uh, medical school student loans are very, very high price, even in this year, this day and time, very much a large amount of money. Okay, well, can, can you look at my foot real quick? Oh, yeah, let's check this. I, I, excuse me, I, I have to be somewhere. Um. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, that guy, I'm sorry. See, I'm sorry. I, 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 so whenever people let me practice medicine, truthfully, I didn't tell this guy that, but I, I did get my medical license revoked, but I carry my stethoscope around because I still have the education, you know? I could have told that guy what happened to his body. I hear a lot of cab drivers come to this country that they were doctors before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that? You like a medical professional or screenwriter? Which one are you more interested in? <laughs> um, I, I think this is me. <laughs> Just uh, pull over, right? Um, okay. No, no, no. You, 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 I got it. It's around the. It's around the block. Of go, we're going around the block of that. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind. I, I'll pull you right up to the door. I don't mind. I don't mind to pull a U-turn right here. I'll just pull a U-turn. I don't care. Okay, just pop the trunk so I can get my furs. <laughs> you got it. You, any, anything for you. I never got your name or, or your number. Or uh, I, I imagine if this is, might be your apartment. If you're interested in me, like just popping by. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if that's a good idea. Um, You're going to want to read the screenplay when it's finished. I'm telling you, it's, it's really, it's, I, I have a lot of nice things to say about you and about the city. So, uh, Bob, I've been reading your screenplay and um, uh, it's um, actually really good. It's really, really <laughs> thank good. You. I feel uh, like you've kind of redefined a genre with what you're doing here and um I, I want to get it produced well that's what i that's what i was hoping you would say you know i worked very hard working uh you know i did a little uh, don't tell the medical boards but i did practice a little medicine you know well no that's uh, in the screenplay in the in the middle of the second act or of course there were like the five pages that were splattered with blood which i thought was so um 
unique and um, yes. sort of metaphorical. Um, Sometimes right it up- leaves the cab windows open. And when I squash somebody psh, right in the windows, it's crazy. It's like the truth and, and fiction and reality are just all blending together. It's, I really feel like this will redefine a genre. Yeah, it's like a blender, you know, you have a blender. I- I'm really into smoothies lately. I was thinking about getting a car that has a smoothie blender in it. Then I could like break my smoothies while I'm writing. Well, that's what I loved about, you know. Welcome back to entertainment tonight. We have, of course, Bob, who's the first 100 tuple threat, not a triple threat, not a director, writer, actor, but a director, writer, actor, taxi driver, doctor, Casanova. Casanova, the first legally recognized Casanova (laughs) ever, veterinarian, vet of the armed forces, (laughs) the first person to ever walk on the moon. Yes. After Neil Armstrong. Mm -hmm. And about 93 other other threats that we will come back to later. Now, Bob, this movie, this movie is incredible. Thank you. It, um, it's so multifaceted. Uh, uh, oh wait, okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, I just oh, it, uh, having my lunch. I'm all. I'm a, the reason I'm able to have all those accolades is I do it all. You see, I don't. I don't leave any moment to chance. Here we are. We're we're interviewing here at a quiz. Knows, yes, yes. Yes. Having my having my dinner. You know, this is what the, the, they call having your cake and eating it too, which I, I think is a is a misinterpretation of the actual quote. But it's what I'm doing. I, I do it all. <laughs> Of course, threat number uh, 42 is that you are a linguist. You are, you. you have taken apart language in a way that many people have never seen. Ripped it apart, tore it apart, and uh, th- threw it through some uh, scissors. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I did. <laughs> you, th- you threw it through th- some scissors. The first <laughs> right. person, Bob, also to reinterpret how we use scissors. Yes. No longer for <laughs> so many years. I, I know I grew up cutting them up using the scissors with my hands yes. rather than throwing things at the scissors. <laughs> you weren't thinking you weren't thinking i'm always was, thinking I'm none always of us thinking, thinking. <laughs> just gonna clip my toenails oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's important it's important to maximize every moment that's if you want to be like me that's it that's the key takeaway maximize every moment and that was our last interview with Bob. Bob, <laughs> Bob, wherever you are now, this is in memoriam for Bob, who was hit by his own taxi while cutting his toenails, singing opera, and crying. <laughs> for entertainment tonight. So I'm wearing a trench coat. I am uh, allowed to ask you anything and you should feel obligated to answer. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So, ask me anything you want to know. Okay. <laughs> what type of undergarments do you wear? Oh, well, I usually wear at least two pairs. <sighs> two, double and up. Absolutely. People would always ask me boxers or briefs, and I would say, who can decide? So ah, I wear both. Very snug. You're really snuggling. Oh, up, I like to uh, keep the marbles tight in there. <laughs> yes, don't want to lose your marbles. <laughs> no, no, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. 
<laughs> yes, yes. So as you know, there is a uh, missing, well, there was a severed head found in your uh, apartment building in the laundry room. But uh, I'm curious to know, how often do you do laundry since you're wearing two briefs? Well, I do laundry about two, three times a day. I got to oh, keep wow. it clean with all my layering. You know, it's very <laughs> cold and sometimes warm. And so I like to be ready for anything. Yes, you really know how to navigate this city. I like that in, a, in, a, in an interviewee. Absolutely. And for the record, I did not see a severed head in the laundry room any of the 21 times I went in the week in question. Ne no, never did. It was setting, setting very much in plain sight, which was an interesting choice, we thought. You did see it, like, setting right on the shelf by the, uh, the, the fabric softener? Well, here's the thing about duplicity. <laughs> is that when you see things two ways at once all the time, sometimes you see nothing at all. And that's what happened is, in this case. Is that, is that, bi is that like a bipolar uh, duplicity? Is that part of bipolar? Duplicity is what you take, when you, what you get when you take bipolar and you stand it on its head. Okay. Instead of having right. two poles going on and you're switching back and forth and switching back and forth, who's got the time? Why not do both <laughs> at the same time? You can be you can be fully energetic and not be able to get out of bed. Both at the wow. same time. That's what's fun. That's what <laughs> That's I call a good time. That's a weekend. <laughs> Sounds and terrible. the week too. That's morning, <laughs> noon, and night. That's how I like to do it. Wow. You're, you're definitely uh, very interesting. Very interesting indeed. I think I'm so. I'm trying to stay on the case, but I just want to know more and more about you. I, I, but this this head that you did see. Peanut butter very... and chocolate. I got them both. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Okay. Peanut you butter and both... jelly. Why not? <laughs> well, that one makes very much sense. It's very sensical peanut butter and jelly. Oh. Most people do that one. Peanut butter and chocolate. That's it. That's an pineapple on pizza. Who's got that going on? That's craziness. Oh, one of my favorite toppings. I, I, uh, I enjoy. Hold on. Excuse me. Uh, sorry, sir. I'm going to talk to my officer oh. for a second. Uh, could you, it's real quick outside. Uh, yes, uh, Sergeant. You're too nice to this guy. You keep every, every single time he talks about something, you, you get enthralled in his story. Oh. He said duplicity is an interesting thing. That's the most lyingest thing I've ever heard somebody say. They said lying is interesting. And you said, well, that's oh. interesting that you put it that way. Look, you got to get this case. Okay. I'm I've got faith in you. You can you can close this. I truly, I truly didn't understand that that meant lying. I didn't, I did not, I did not, uh, did not, did not connect those. I, I, I okay, yeah, I, I know it's really. That's okay. That's understandable. He did say he went in and out of the laundry room twenty two times specific, when there was a severed it? head. And he already knew when the severed head was there, oh. which you had not mentioned. Oh my him. gosh! These are things. These are what. Normally, I would say these are threads that we use to build a case. Yes. But in this case, these are highways oh. that are like directly huge with big signs You're... saying murder, murder, murder. Mm. Now, look, you're the only one who can close this case. Okay. Every other officer right now is out. Yeah. And I got a bad back and I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> so you got to do it. Okay. Yes. You're so please, good hey, at go your back. job. I... I'm normally good at my job, but again, bad back. Okay. I know. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go lay down under my desk. Yes, okay? Thank you. I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. Good luck. Okay. Good luck. Officer. Right, thank you. I appreciate it. 
what, what was your name again, sir? Um, I'm so glad you asked that question. They yeah. call me too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk to my officer real quick. Real quick, officer. Yeah. Look at your notebook. You wrote down the name. I did. You wrote down. It's, you wrote down the name in the book, didn't you? Oh gosh. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, sorry. I'm, I'm going to start oh, taking. I've been writing. I've been doing pictures of myself in this cool church. You've been ghost. doing pictures. Look, of course you've been doing pictures. I get it. I want to draw pictures. Everybody likes to draw pictures. A little officer book. Yes. You don't want to write someone a ticket. I you want to draw a picture of what they would look like with a mustache, right? Oh, you, come oh. on, get this guy. Okay, I'm, I'm going back to lay yeah, down. Okay, it, I'm going to turn on Golden Girls and I'm going to lay down on my on office. it. Oh, jeez. Thank you. I will. <sighs> Uh, um, so, uh, two, two tongue, two tongue, fork uh, face. No, no, it's Thomas fork tongue, two face. Thomas, Thomas fork tongue, two. That's an, in, that's an interesting name. You know, apparently a trench coat does not a, a, an interviewee make. Uh, I've been reminded of some of my detective skills that I, I learned on the fly while, uh, the, the, the rest of the squad was Look, out. Look, a lie and a truth can both be false at the same time. Listen, I'm going to really hit you hard with some questions here. I know that you were in that. You keep laundry. asking me questions. I'll keep telling you falsehoods. No problem. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting idea. So you mean to say like, whatever I say, you're going to come up with something that that's going to be a little more interesting than what I asked. What I'm saying is that everything I say is both false and true, real and false at the same time. You're such a character. That's and what I've been told. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, I want to welcome you all to this is a, the Duplicity uh, Treatment Center where we um, try to thank you. I hate you. Duplicity life. Okay. And, uh, and maybe focus on one thing at a time. So uh, if anybody would like to. Um, begin about how duplicity has wrecked their lives or the lives of their loved ones I'm, that'd be great i'm 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 really sorry i i'm not supposed to be here i i thought i thought this was the supermarket okay i'm i'm gonna leave i'm sorry i didn't realize this was a treatment center can you just let me go well you're free to go but also uh there's no way out so uh okay all right so uh, we'll see back around the circle in just a moment well i know why i'm in this center for duplicity after i got my egot my family just couldn't stand having me around so much it just made them feel so insecure and insincere at the same time and so they said you know what you need to do you need to go to a special place and then i got here Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm actually not. I hate the, I hate his work. He's a terrible actor. You're brilliant and very good in everything that you, you've done. He sucks balls. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it's good to have um, a little bit of support um, and a little bit of critique. Uh, and... <laughs> And and you, ma'am. Um, what was what? What should we call you? Call me Betty, or call me Rebecca. Rebecca's when I'm feeling professional. Betty's when I'm ready to have a party. And whoever knows what mood I'm in, you can call forth whoever you wish. Well, Rebecca, let's keep it professional for now. Oh, I'll keep it professional as long as I can. I'm sorry That's to interrupt. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but I think Becky belongs in the duality treatment center. She doesn't belong in the duplicity treatment center. <laughs> the duality treatment center is just down the hall. Or maybe it's the other way. I don't know. 
who could know what's truth what's up what's down but you don't belong here that's true listen thomas hey, I'll, just go, I'll, go ahead go ahead oh no i'm so so i'm so sorry i'm late i just walked in uh very very sorry i am uh i'm here to run the duplicity treatment so i'm so glad everybody is here um uh Wait. I thought I was running the duplicity. <laughs> yeah. You got fired. You got fired. But I could also I not I be was... fired, right? <laughs> I thought I was fired and running. Wait, well, are you me? Mm, are we on a, a different timeline? It's the duality treatment. Ooh, is this a party? Or a business meeting. Woohoo! I got the sense this is a duopoly treatment center. <laughs> I like to play Monopoly. Well, if it's <laughs> duopoly, that would be like a Monopoly for two, right? With less and less liability, they're more, there are, there is a poly. I think yes, you're doing it. Yes. You're creating the new law. Yes, a duopoly is a not a monopoly. Not one person owns everything. Yes. One person owns twice of everything. Wow! Yes, this is perfect. <laughs> we cracked the time spectrum, but we only need to be responsible for half of the one instead of all of both. I like it. Well, Bob, I mean, uh, your premiere went great. The, the scene where the duality center turned in the duopoly center and the Thank duplicity you. center, it was like mind blowing. It was like Charlie Kaufman and Charlie Chapman, Chaplin got together to make a masterpiece. Like my mind was literally melting because I didn't know what was going on. But at the same time, I was inspired. I mean, it's true genius. You're you are a master of the of the craft, Bob. I mean, amazing. Thank you. I thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I went on a hideaway for a little bit. I went into a cave and I was like, you know what? I've done too much. I've done too much for humanity. And I was like hiding out and I was like just eating a meal, you know, not eating a meal and typing up my screenplay. No more taxi cab writing. No more toenail clipping with my own teeth. I was out there amongst the natures and the cabs. Then I was like, screw this. This is ridiculous. It's too much in my head. I got to get out there. I got to see how my movie did. Well, your movie did fantastic, as you know, but unfortunately, all of your um, uh, appearances on Entertainment Tonight have uh, created some backlash, and I'm sorry to tell you, you've been canceled, unfortunately. <laughs> what the what the H-E double hockeys, that, that really gets me, gets my goat. You know, this cancellation, it's like, so what? So what, you don't like me? So what? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm on this show. Well, I think that was the issue is I think the, the whole faking your own death bit. I think that people didn't like that. So, you know, genius, genius. But then, you know, faking your own death, it just, you know, everyone, I think the whole entertainment industrial complex really turned on you. They, what even is faking, you know? Like maybe I did kind of die. A little bit of me did die. And now I'm revived. I'm revitalized. I mean, I when you put die, it that way. I'm revitalized. It's great. That's true. A little yeah. bit of us dies Put every that on day. The tweets. Yeah, exactly. When hopefully we're reborn, hopefully we're always dying and being reborn and not the same old, old 
Yeah. You're like a Trust philosopher. You know, I mean, on top of all your multi hyphenates, a philosopher was one of them that I forgot. Yeah. Thank you. Uh -huh. Yeah. Don't forget that one. That's one of my best ones. How and many uh, listeners you got here, you know, on this, uh, this uh, basement podcast? Eh? Wait, are we breaking the fourth wall right now? I'm legitimately asking. <laughs> I thought it. I want. I thought we. Right, thought of, what show am I at? Where are you? What is real? What is going again? on here? Am I in the cave again? Ah, uh, welcome back to laying down the law. <laughs> we're now an interview show where I interview I'm your host, fictional Billy. Characters. Um, do we, are we familiar with Plato's um, <laughs> metaphor of the cave? Uh, because I think that's what we just did. <laughs> and the moral of the story is what? The moral of the story is art imitates life, imitates art, imitates life. Exactly. Imitate life. What you see Our is what you get. Is a good artist. Is the cave about your mind? Essentially, yeah. My my other podcast, laying down the, moral the philosophy. Is a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laying down the philosophy, exactly. Um, Plato's the cave works pretty well with this, because yeah, like, the idea is like, oh, what if all of reality? If you were in a cave and you saw shadows on a wall, you would assume the entire world is just those shadows on a wall. You wouldn't know that really those shadows are just cast by something else. This is probably me. Yeah, that's right. Right, right. Oh. Um, so you don't know the whole world out there. You don't know that there's actually maybe nine taxi cab companies. You don't know everything else kind of like <laughs> what's going on behind yeah. it. This is just like the veil. This is just that veil that's that's uh, between everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly he's right. Real, because, you know, Stevie Wonder says he's he's seen colors. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, I have no way of disproving it. <laughs> when we get back, we're going to play Laying Down the Pretense, the game show everybody loves to hate and hates to love. Insert advertisement here. And we're back. <laughs> All right, for the joining us for the first time, Laying Down the Pretense is a game show in which I ask questions, my guests answer, I award points arbitrarily, and everybody wins. Yay! Yay. I've been practicing. Lauren, you won the toss. Today, you're going to go first. The first question is, which fictional character are you the most alike? Fictional character, am I the most alike? I would say um, Elaine Bennis. Uh, from Seinfeld. Ooh, yeah. good one. That, yeah. that, uh, judges? That is correct. Our judges, our judges also yeah. would yeah, have accepted the, um, Diane from Cheers, but, um, okay. <laughs> but, but Elaine. Oh, great one. Yep. Great one. 100 points. Coming out strong, Lauren jumping into an early lead with a perfect 100 points. Next question goes to Greenberry. Greenberry, which would wow. you rather have? No nose, but have really good smelling fingers, or be blind and have a really nice smile? What the heck? These are terrible options. She got to be a TV character. I have to lose my nose or my sight. 
Well, that's yeah. the right answer. This was the trolley problem question, and you correctly answered that the trolley problem literally never occurs. <laughs> We're like digging heavy into the philosophy this time. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, uh, this yes, one, thank heaven. So full credit uh, for answering, uh, not answering the question, for attacking the fundamental premise. I think in speech and debate, they call it a K. Attacking the premise of the question. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, mm. Next one's to Curtis. Curtis, if you were going to be in a movie, which movie would it be? Ooh, I want to know. Mm. The life and story of Curtis, how he became the biggest and nicest celebrity the world has ever known. That is correct. There's several, Ooh, there's like several that. colons, by the <laughs> way, in that title. <laughs> I think there are two sets of colons and then a semicolon. <laughs> It's the most, it's the best punctuated yeah, movie title of all time. Yeah, That's nicest. our full quote. The best punctuated movie quote of all time. That's correct. Full credit. Three-way tie, 100 points each. Wow, we are going to have to go to, a, to, a, to another round because we don't have a clear winner after one round. All right. Uh, the next question goes to you, Lauren. Lauren, what is the most, what is the most useless invention of all time? Mm, that's tricky. Um, well, most of Los Angeles would say the turn signal, <laughs> but I disagree. Um, ah. I'm gonna go with uh, oh, back scratcher. Make a friend. Back scratcher is correct. Make a Thank friend you. is the reason that is why we always say <laughs> I got your back because you can't scratch your own back. Uh -huh. And with, uh, with a back scratcher, you completely eliminate the need for other human beings. It's essential to our social fabric. Ooh. Full credit, 100 points. That is a difficult <laughs> one. I have never had anyone answer that one correctly on this show ever because <laughs> I've never asked it before. That's great. That's great. <laughs> All right, uh, another false dilemma to Greenberry. Greenberry, which would you rather have, the lottery or employee of the month yep. every month? Ah. ah, oh, two great things. And you know, this lottery is probably a trick question because probably not millions of dollars, but I'm taking it. I'm going to say it's worth millions of dollars, so I'm taking that lottery. Take your accolades at work and get them out of here. That is correct. That was a very easy question. Everybody knows that employee of the month <laughs> <laughs> is pointless and useless. The lottery, even if it's a $2 ticket, uh, you're still better off. If they're calling you an employee, you're not making much. <laughs> All right. All right. I like how quickly Greenberry, you... you um, questioned the entire premise of it of like 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 it was the twilight zone i see how you're doing it. this lottery isn't anything but i will take it <laughs> you think you can catch me yeah it's like this isn't another trolley problem question this one's you easy think you've tripped me up <laughs> okay monkey's paw i see what you're doing here i do want to be the president though, yeah I'll so i wish to be the president <laughs> oh monkey's paw i'll do it all right, um, and the uh, last question, second round, goes to um, Curtis. Um, pineapple on pizza? No. Oh. No, not at all. Cancel him. All right, well. Oh, yeah, he is out. He is out. 
<laughs> this this question's actually being graded no, on the wow. it's being graded on the tone of voice used, actually. And so the extended long no gets you full credit. Had you just said no, you would have been wrong. But instead you said no. And that's, and that's the winning answer. It's it's I learned one thing I learned about this game is you know how they yes. say like if you're doing a standardized test that a teacher wrote answer C. If you're answering one of Billy's questions, answer it like you're falling down a well and you're gonna get the point. That's right. That's right. That's right. You don't need to know the answer. You, you just tricks. need to you know the tricks. person giving the grade. <laughs> okay, this one. Yes, uh, we are true. tied at 200 that's each going into the bonus round. So the bonus yes. round tiebreaker is um, go same question to all three of you. You can take one item to a desert island and what do you choose? And this can be in any order. Mm, I, I, I know. Okay. Okay, Greenberry, go ahead. I got a water. I'm going to have a water bottle full of water. Thank you. Oh, that's a great answer. Water bottle full of water. That is an excellent answer. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be well hydrated for one day. (laughs) (laughs) Take that monkey's paw. I'll take one bottle of water. Good luck putting me on a desert island. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know. I, I want to be the genie in the lamp that you rub. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Very easy wishes. <laughs> You're like, okay, oh, sh- sure you can have a lifetime supply of paper clips, whatever. <laughs> Take it. Oh, shit. I think we just lost her. Wow. Money <laughs> ran. Yeah, she took that water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's going to come back. That was awesome. Did I make her disappear with the whole genie? <laughs> art imitates life, imitates art. It's like, my wish came true. I'm out. Greenberry <laughs> just, just went to Nirvana right now. Wow. Oh, my God. All right. Well, um, if one thing is true, if art imitates life, uh, in life, the show goes on. Uh, hopefully, Greenberry is okay. I don't know what happened. um, so uh if you could take one item with you to a deserted island what would it be Mm -hmm. yes of course uh Uh, uh, quick question clarification question question. is there an electric is there an electric outlet (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it was a it's a deserted island but there did there used to be an electrician right there used to be like a whole you know um Hotel. Yes. yes, for this hypothetical <laughs> hotel. There was a there hotel. Was hotel there, but they left. The, for this hypothetical the, the question. Overlook Hotel yeah, from the We've Shining actually created a whole um it's so interesting. It's like a D and D, like we've created that yeah, so yes, that's there is a there's an um, so there's a um uh solar powered energy plant if you look off to the left. And then okay. and then there are several elves up on the, the up on the bluff and um um let's see, what else can I tell you about this world? Uh, there's a giant ogre. Um, running at you, so you want to roll the dice and see, um, you know, have you got an, that's all I know about Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh, okay. okay. So then in that case, <laughs> to the desert island, I'm taking my d20, a little 20-sided Dungeons and Dragons dice, so I can roll it, and if I roll real well, maybe the dungeon master will say, well, you rolled a getting off the island. That's right. Oh, Save. Curtis rolled a seven. Seven means you get to take the secret portal home. 
Curtis has won the game with the seven. I mean, it, back. Oh, the Desert Island game. Uh, Green Bear is coming out of the portal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. was, yeah. I made him back. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Art imitates life. I don't. I don't see you. Wow. <laughs> As I was, I have an angel. I exist. That is wild, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I see that Curtis is seven on the Desert Island hypo. Brought Greenberry back in out of the portal. Wow. That's amazing. What did he get? What's he bring? Oh, you'll have to listen to the episode. Okay. It's a one can't fill you in. So don't do recaps. Yeah, please don't put me. Please don't put me back wherever that was. That was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you did, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> she went outside the cave. She, she saw the reality. Yeah, she did. Whoa. It's like too much. To it's take. like a matrix. She woke up and she's like, I'm in a little pod. Put me back in the <laughs> I got things sucking on my back holes. It's what like is good. this? Oh my god. <laughs> I wanna go back to sleep to that enjoyable imaginary world. Yeah, let me let me walk around amongst my pals. All right, Lauren, you filibustered long enough. <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> um, I guess. Uh, By the way, I, liked, I do like yeah. the filibuster. That's like, wait, can I get a clarifying question? Is there an electrical <laughs> outlet? <laughs> <laughs> that's all that one is a that's a classic from high school hold on uh, now let me just let me just ask a question before i answer your question let me just pause it this clear a way to plug in my uh my ninja smoothie maker or stereo um because i'm split between those two you're one item <laughs> does it have to fit in an overhead bin <laughs> out there on this desert in island. Is a yacht. Is that too big of a... I have to take me. And yacht is correct. You are the winner. Yacht is the getting out of jail free. Excellent answer. Oh, one. What? Thank you for playing. That has been laying down the pretense. Good job. Give yourself a boss. Okay. All right, well, that's been our show. I want to give you each of my guests a chance to do some shameless self-promotion. What's coming soon from you? Where can people find you on the internet, social media, whatever? Lauren. Oh, I don't. I, I'm just doing stand-up around town and stuff, and you can follow me on my social media and stalk me and show up somewhere where Ooh. I said I would be and laugh. A lot. <laughs> and your social media is? Um, it's L Orange M-I-C. All right. So get some stand-up in the L.A., Los Angeles area. Oh, Orange Mike. Mm -hmm. Curtis, what's coming next from you? And where can people find you on the internet and socials? People can find me as actually Curtis most places. Mm -hmm. um, you can listen to my podcast, Improv Beat by Beat. I'm working with the Comedy Co-op at ComedyCoOpLA.com. And you can find out about that. We're, we're hopefully going to start our like big fundraising drive soon. And then, you know, we're already putting up pop-up shows everywhere. So you can see that. And I don't have a Megaplex show coming up, but if I do, you could see me there. So that would be nice. Awesome. 
perfect. That was a conditional Conditional plug. plug. (laughs) Plugging something that may happen. If you're listening to the podcast, go to a computer and Google Megaplex and see if there's a show coming up. That's what's being promoted right now. (laughs) Yes, but not Megaplex, the furry convention in Florida, which we learned there is after we named our show the Megaplex. The improvised musical movie musical. Somebody's going to show up in a costume. That's what they're going to do. Very disoriented. No, wait, wait, that's called Cat. That's called Cats. And yes, Cats is a very layered musical, actually. There's a lot to it. Is there? No. The one thing about Cats is that they're not dogs. The end. That was the song cut from Cats. (laughs) We're not dogs. That's actually. We're not dogs. That's literally how they end the whole show. I know. We ain't the bitch, bitch. Um, Greenberry, what is coming next from you and where can people find you on the internet? No, oh, you just never know what's happening with me. I, uh, I'm i on most of the internet too. Greenberry Lucas, uh, spelt like it sounds, I think. Green, the color, and Barry, like B-E-R-R-Y, Lucas, L-U-C-A-S. Um, I do know I have a show at the Improv Lab, which I'm excited about. It's on May 29th. That's Yay! The- Thank you! That's the thing I know about. Everything Thanks. else, thanks! And based on my production schedule, that's um, just so you know, that's May 29th, 2022, which may very well be in the past by the time we release this. But (laughs) (laughs) given my extremely slow production schedule, promote the past, promoting what happened in the past. But of course, Greenberry will have that copied on the YouTube or something. Uh, no, yeah, put up a knows? link or something. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. If you ain't there, you may not get to see it. Some of this stuff is not for public consumption. <laughs> the, question, <laughs> the question really should be, what's coming from you in the next one to two years? Because <laughs> yeah, that's about that's how long it's going to take me to produce this. <laughs> yeah, that, you never know. What that, are you uh, going to be doing in 2024? It's really <laughs> what we want to know. You know, I did break... I like... Yes, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, now this feels like aspirational plugs. Yes. Like we can now say, well, you'll see me hosting SNL. Yeah. Uh, Netflix uh, special, um, yes. HBO special. Yeah. Where we literally have broken time and we just name and claim the things we want. I did go into that cave space. I can tell you all if it's going to happen if you really want to know. Oh, <laughs> Ask me anything. Oh, yeah. I've that seen it. is awesome. Well, uh, that's our show, folks. I'm Billy D. Clerk. You can follow me on Twitter at Max Headroom ESQ. And sorry, Lassie, I do not understand barking. Thanks to our guests, Curtis Greenberry and Lauren. And goodbye. Bye.